From the studios of Teeing It Up in the swamps of Jersey in Charleston, South Carolina, this is Teeing It Up presents the Sunday Sprint for Conference Championship Weekend. Jeremy Schilling, Luke Morrow with you. Good morning, Luke. Good morning. Just in general, I mean, I can't believe it's been this fast, but as you look at where we are right now on the NFL calendar, um, the fact that we're here, it's going to be good football weather in Philly uh, later today. It's going to be downright cold with wind chills of five in Kansas City tonight. Um, are you ready for this? Are you ready to to figure out who's going to be in the Super Bowl two weeks from today? Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's always bittersweet, of course, because we're down to the final three games of the football season, but last weekend is typically the best weekend of the football year, and today is the best day. I prefer today more than the Super Bowl, of course, because you get two games. Uh, and I do think we have the four best teams. Uh, I was talking with somebody at the start of the playoffs, and they asked, you know, who, who, what, what are your picks? And I did say Eagles 49ers in the NFC, and um, I said Chiefs, and I was in between the Bengals and the Bills. And then we saw last week the Bengals took care of business, uh, beat Josh Allen again. The Bengals are the better team. So I do think we have wound up here with the four best teams in this playoff field, and knock on wood, should give us two really good games today, so I'm looking forward to it. Can I just say off the bat, why are you forgetting about the Pro Bowl? <laughs> Please. Three football games left, and then whatever, they, whatever they're doing with the Pro Bowl, that thing's a joke. That's not a football game, and I don't care about it. The, there's a longest drive competition. Oh, interesting. There we go. We're going to need some golf analysts. Yeah. And break that down instead. Yeah, seriously. All right. The thing that I can't wrap my head around for the NFC Championship game is this. Brock Purdy, the control he has of this offense is incredible to see in per- to see not in person. I haven't seen it in person, but to see on TV with the weapons that he has with McCaffrey, with Debo, and it's like the moment has not phased him. Yet now he's on a road playoff game in Philly, which is a hostile environment. And what I did not expect is for Philly to manhandle the Giants, run right over them, essentially. So I don't, I can't wrap my head around if the 49ers have gotten off easy in a sense. Or in a sense, obviously Dallas is a very formidable opponent, but they were at home. Or if Philly is the better team, or if the Giants laid an egg. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, I'm, I agree with most of that. You know, typically I, in, in the NFL or in football, I don't like the transitive property, and I don't even like the, well, you know, last week they got lucky, this week, yada, yada, yada. Because every week is its own, like its own movie, you know, its own movie, your own, t- everything is separate. Uh, one week to the next. Uh, there's, why they, there's the cliche any given Sunday. It doesn't matter what the team did last week or weeks before. But to that point, you look at the Niners last week. They were at home against the Cowboys team that Dak Prescott played terrible. Um, Pollard gets injured. Zeke is not the same guy. 
Yeah. Uh, and, and yet still, that game came down to the, I mean, the Cowboys had a great chance to still win that game in San Francisco. Now, if you're the Niners, you go on the road to Philadelphia, a better team, a tougher environment. Uh, Jalen Hurts, I suspect, will play better than Dak. I don't know if the Eagles starting running back will get injured today. So my point being, if you want to go off of last week, yeah, the Eagles looked great against the Giants. And the Niners, even though they won the game, to take that game and try to apply it to today, it's a little concerning because uh, you struggled to win at home against the Cowboys team with a bad quarterback where today this is a much tougher test. And you mentioned Brock Purdy. This is just his fourth road game of his career. And in the other three, uh, he's fa- he faced a backup quarterback in two of the three. Um, this is going to be his toughest test by far. I mean, each, each step of the playoff has gotten tougher. Seattle, then Dallas was a tougher test, and he didn't play as well. You know, Seattle, at the time, I thought, like, yeah, at least in the first half, I thought, this is kind of the worst we've seen of Brock Purdy. And then last week against Dallas, I thought, well, you know, this is probably the worst. And now today, on the road against Philly, a team that has the third most sack in NFL history and also uh, gets quite a few interceptions, we may come away saying, eh, you know, this is the worst we've seen from Brock Purdy. So uh, that's, of course, the big concern today is a rookie quarterback on the road. A rookie quarterback has never won a conference championship game, even your boy Mark Sanchez. So uh, how is Purdy going to fare in Philadelphia? That's the big concern, and and there's a lot of reasons to be concerned or skeptical that, that he can have a big day today. Don't remind me. <laughs> we were leading the Colts at halftime. We had the lead in that game. Um, I just have a message for the Eagles. Do you mind if I just take a second? Of course. Send, it. Send that message. Uh, if Help. you need an end-of-the-game lateral play, don't do the one that Dallas did last week. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, poor Zeke. <laughs> poor the whoever caught that ball because uh, they're probably still feeling the pain. Um, you know, one thing that I think is really interesting um, about this game and the way that it's setting up is that I feel like both of these teams have shown great um, uh, performances in all three facets of the game. And I think, the, and I think that might matter today too. Um, you know, a special teams this or that, a bounce that goes, you know, either way. We're going to get the AFC Championship game in a minute where the, you know, game time uh, wind chill w- w- could be five or six. That's one of those bouncing balls off a frozen turf at Arrowhead. You never know what's going to happen. I think the way that Nick Sirianni for the Eagles has kept all three facets alert and playing well has helped. Now, when it comes to Jalen Hurts, uh, the thing that I'm looking for is the exact same thing that I'm looking for out of Patrick Mahomes. And that is the following. The unscheduled throw, I think both Mahomes and, and Hertz will be fine on. I don't think Hertz has gotten a hit yet on that shoulder, number one. Number two, he'd look fine. And when it comes to Mahomes and the ankle, there are a couple times post that injury in the second half last week where he could have run for the first down and did not have the opportunity to because he was in so much pain. Not not bootlegs, not that kind of stuff. I'm talking about completely off schedule, you have to run for a first down kind of deals where they've given you the whole field, basically. And coverage is really good downfield. For Jalen Hurts, for Patrick Mahomes, can you get that first down? Yeah, it's a fair question. You know, uh, Will Blackman, former 
cornerback in the league, made a uh, an interesting point that you know he thinks for Mahomes he may be better off with his ankle injury that would keep him in the pocket. Uh, he believes that that's when Mahomes gets a little in trouble at times when he tries to make plays with his feet or he tries to keep plays alive or he tries to do some of these great highlights that you do see on ESPN you know later that night or the next day, but it could also get you in trouble too. Where now if you know going in like I got to stay within the pocket, I got to get rid of the football quick, I can't be making plays, that could almost lead to him being more successful. Um, and following the script and following the offense. So that's the big story. Uh, if you want to turn your attention to the AFC game, it's just is Mahomes' health. Look, Ryan Tannehill had the same injury. He was able to get through the game that week when it happened, and then he went on the IR a couple days later, and his season was over. So Mahomes was able to finish last week's game. I know he looked okay at the podium and in practice, but you know you get out there, you play a game, it's a little bit different. This is a serious injury. Uh, how? Uh, what percentage is Mahomes going to be today? Is he going to be eighty percent? Is he going to be close to one hundred? Is he going to be closer to fifty percent today? And obviously, if you don't have a a right Patrick Mahomes, that's going to be hard to keep up with Joe Burrow. I think Jalen Hurts. I have much lesser concern for for Jalen Hurts and his health. But you know, this time of year in the playoffs, you want to do whatever you can to. Um, to make a play. I always like looking at the rushing totals for the quarterbacks because, yeah. you know, they run here this time of year. So, you know, to your point, you know, both favorites today have quarterbacks that, that still have these injury concerns and are going to go out there and try to make a play and, and make something happen. But um, for Mahomes, obviously, it's a greater concern because that's just a more recent and, and right now a more serious injury. Um, yeah, that is a good point. Um, I just got a text while doing this. You know how you like look at your phone while you're on air, and and we're gonna keep this in because this this is just perfect. Because Luke's you know hosted Luke has hosted daily radio in the past. I've been doing this for fifteen plus years. Have you ever gotten a text during it, and you kind of like glance at it, and then sometimes it makes you like stop and think. Oh, absolutely. Yes, yeah. and it's the worst, yeah. and you kind of kind of have to keep your phone down and stuff. It's, it's, it's yes, it's, yeah. I got in the uh, the. Um uh, I started to put my phone in Do Not Disturb uh, when going on air just to make sure. Like I would just, to, to, I needed the extra boost to keep myself from looking at if I want a text comes in or on my Apple Watch. You know, your Apple Watch vibrates and you look down. Uh, so yeah, yeah, absolutely, uh, that happens. So I have to do some thinking when we get off air here. Um, <laughs> uh, do 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 do. Um, X factor today for the NFC Championship game is. X-Factor for the NFC Championship. Um, Luke Moore and I here in the Sunday Sprint Championship, Conference Championship weekend. Yeah, I'll give you, I don't know if these are great answers, but quickly, one for each. I, I think Debo Samuel for the Niners because uh, McCaffrey's banged up, Eli Mitchell's banged up, uh, both missing pr- some practice time this week, and Debo, kind of like we were just talking with the quarterbacks, this is the time of the, the year where you unleash somebody like that. Uh, you put him in the backfield, you hand them the football, like you get them the football as often as you can. So, you know, the health of McCaffrey and Mitchell will be big for San Francisco, and then I think Debo Samuel may have to make some big plays today. I think for the Eagles, Nick Sirianni is the big question to me because uh, I do think as good of a job as he's done, I think Shanahan and the Niners do have the coaching advantage. Now, Shanahan, this is the time of the playoffs where he makes some questionable decisions and he lets the lead slip away or he blows the game. But, you know, Sirianni hasn't been in this spot before. Um, Maybe I'm just a skeptic, but I still have concerns or doubts about him in a a situation like this. And I think Shanahan's just a better coach uh, flat out. So, um, 
you know, I don't know if those are the best answers in terms of an X factor, but for each team, those are the, the guys that stand out most to me. Is, is Sirianni, uh, what type of job does he do today? And Debo, how involved will he, uh, will he be? And, and, you know, how often will he be in the backfield making plays uh, for the Niners against a good defense? Absolutely. Let's move to the AFC championship. So you've been in meetings with coaches, right? And you've been lied to straight up, correct? <laughs> yeah. So when you're in these production, sorry, when, when you're given practice access as an announcer, you can't really say a lot. Yeah. And coaches will let you in and, and there's a, a trust there that you can't say a lot. So Jim Nance calling golf remotely was a part of the Chiefs practice on Friday. He said that Patrick Mahomes looked great. Turned out he was not even on the injury report, right? He said that the Kelsey injury happened on the second to last play of practice. So he said that Mahomes looked great and that the injury happened on the second to last day of practice. We have since learned that that is back spasms, not from Nance. But with that in mind, it's interesting to, to think about this game because this game changes completely if Kelsey's not himself and if Mahomes isn't, is, isn't himself. You know, it, it's two different quarterbacks you're prepping for if you're Cincinnati. And it's a big target taken out because of back spasms. I personally believe that back spasms are more likely to happen in a warm environment than in a cold environment. So I think Arrowhead being, you know, six degrees at kickoff might actually be beneficial to Travis and his back because of how much work they're going to have to do to warm it up, if that may. It's, it's, it's kind of reverse of the norm. Usually it's warm environments would help. I think actually they're going to have to do so much work on it um, that he'll be fine. It comes down to Mahomes. And the question that I continue to have and that Nance didn't get the answer because he, he was calling golf and not previewing a football game is when you're in practice, how much of these Mahomes throws are off schedule on purpose and how much are actually scrambling for a first down. That, to me, is the big if and the big question mark in this game. And it changes the complexion of it completely. So I'll put that out there. One thing we do know for sure, and I was floored by, is that Cincinnati has a much better running game than I thought they did because they just ran Joe Mixon right down the throat of Buffalo and they had no answers. No answers whatsoever. Now, I expect an Andy Reid team to be much better prepared for this. But man, you want to talk about a, a, a swagger in Burrow and a running back in Mixon and then the receivers they have in, in, in Brown and, and, and Higgins. I can see it. I, I, I can see Cincy getting it done today, but I do think they're going to have to establish the run. The same way I think Kansas City is going to have to establish the run with a quarterback not named, sorry, with a human not named Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, I think um, what you said about Mahomes is, yeah, absolutely, that's the big storyline. Right? We'll find out real quick today what type of Mahomes we're working with. I mean, we saw it last week when he came back after that injury. You know, he's hobbling back there. He, he wasn't really running. He couldn't hand the ball off correctly. I mean, he was, he was having problems doing simple things. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, um, and look, the Chiefs, 
in the second half, the offense wasn't great last week. They were showing the stats about the Jaguars' defense, how good it's been in the, in the second half. And now you go up against the Cincinnati team that, you know, we talk about the offensive weapons, and rightfully so, but this Bengals defense has not allowed more than 17 points, uh, I think it is. Well, last year they gave 24 to the Chiefs. But you go back, you look, the, the, the defense has done really good in the playoffs. This year they were top five in um, – in red zone defense, third down defense. Like, this is a good defense that I don't think gets enough credit in Cincinnati. And so my point being that if you don't have a 100% Mahomes, I mean, you're going up against a tough defense today. And remember last year, I guess this is switching gears to your other point about the uh, confidence of, of Burrow and the swagger. It's what I love. Last week with the Bills, when they fell behind and things weren't going well, you got Stephon Diggs, no surprise there, you know, throwing a fit on the sideline. <laughs> Josh Allen can get emotional. He's slamming the ground. He's upset. Remember, the Bengals last year in Kansas City against the Chiefs, the same game, were down 18. They come back to win. There's just always that calmness of Joe Burrow that I never see him get out of character, get emotional, you know, scream. Even Tom Brady will flip out on the sidelines. Burrow is always confident, cool, and when you have a quarterback like that, that's how you win games like that. That's how you erase an 18-point depth on the road because he never believes that they're out of it. He's not going to be screaming at guys. He's not going to get out of his mind. He's going to continue to do what they're supposed to and play good football. And um, I like whether Mahomes is 100% or not, I like the Bengals today. I know they're 3-0 and uh, against Mahomes already. Um, so maybe I'm, I'm taking the obvious pick here, uh, just going off of history. But I think Cincinnati wins on the road regardless of Mahomes' health today. I just think the Bengals are the better team. I want to just ask a very, and this, this was not in the plan, so if you don't know this answer, that's totally fine. Um, this is a Cincinnati team that had a chip on its shoulder because of the neutral site fiasco and the coin flip, right? And in the wake of DeMar Hamlin and everything that happened there, you could see that since he did not like the way the NFL um, proceeded following that, Correct. What chip do you have now? Is it getting back to the big game? Is it... Like, there's a swagger of Joe Burrow that I believe is built upon just Joe being Joe, right? But at what point do you get knocked around to the point where it just won't work? Yes, I love this idea. I I talked about this on my radio show because Dabo Sweeney is very similar where he's all, all about putting a chip on your shoulder. But when you go undefeated and you win a national championship, it's a little harder to try to talk about how much you're being doubted to the guys in the locker room. Exactly, yeah, yeah, that. yep, yep. And that's why I'm, and and I'll, I'll, I'll let you extrapolate here in a second, but it's almost like, how many chips do you have left? <laughs> and maybe, um, Maybe it's not a good correlation, but, I mean, you know, Clemson, again, since they hit that mountaintop, they haven't been the same team the last couple of years. I don't think it's because of that, but I do think that, you know, that is a factor. Uh, Bill Parcells, go back and look. Bill Parcells, whenever he won a Super Bowl, the follow-up was never very good. Now, I know it's hard in the NFL to get back to a Super Bowl, but same idea. Bill Parcells was huge about putting guys down and putting that chip on the shoulder. But when you go out and you win the Super Bowl, the message doesn't hit the same when you say, you know, nobody believes in us. Like, well, we just won the Super Bowl, right? So, uh, so I, I, I love this idea or the, the idea that you bring up with the Bengals. In, in this case, with this game, um, maybe just the fact that they're underdogs, right? I mean, that may be grasping at straws. They are on the road. They probably should be underdogs. But, you know, they're 3-0. and They beat Mahomes last year in this spot. And now, even with the Mahomes injury, the Chiefs are still expected to win. I mean, I guess that's what you use if you're Zach Taylor and Burrow and the Bengals this week. 
But that is my one concern. I like Cincinnati in this game. My biggest concern is more of the mental side, is that maybe they are reading their, their press clippings a little too much because they're 3-0, and like I said, against Kansas City. They're calling it Burrowhead this week. You know, they're getting very confident, and uh, you don't want to become overconfident. You still want to keep that edge. And that may not be an issue with somebody like Burrow, who's always confident and still plays great. But that is my biggest uh, worry about this Bengals team is just, um, you know, you played great last week. You've owned the Chiefs. Mahomes is at 100%, but, like, don't rest on your laurels. Don't go in there calling it Burrowhead. This is our stadium, and, you know, we're going to roll. This is a big game, and and, and we'll see what we get from Cincinnati. But, uh, but yeah, we'll we'll see about that shit. Maybe it is still over the coin toss. Maybe they are still bitter about uh, how the NFL, uh, you know, treated them in their eyes. Yeah, I mean, it was uh, – they do feel like they were slighted. Um, which is very interesting when you start getting towards this time of the year. Luke, it's time for Game Picks. We don't have a sponsor for Game Picks because we don't usually do Game Picks on this show. <laughs> but we're getting to the end of the show. Oh. Yeah, so I was trying to cue you and you just were not responding. <laughs> All right, who wins the NFC Championship game? Uh, I'll take the Eagles. Uh, I think the Eagles could blow out the Niners. I think uh, both these games will be good. If there is a blowout, they'll be in the NFC. But give me the Eagles uh, 24-16. You think that there's a chance of a blowout? Oh, yeah. I think the Eagles could put away the Niners. Really? Because of Brock yeah. Purdy being so fresh? or Yeah, mostly. Uh, I think the Eagles are really good. I, I think this is a defense the Niners haven't seen in a while. Um and, uh, yeah, look, Purdy has not faced a deficit of more than, I think, 10. Uh, if the Eagles get ahead early and the Eagles are really good uh, first half, quick start, right. plus you're on the road, you're a rookie in this game, right? Say the Eagles jump ahead by 10 or even 14 if they're able to, and, and now Purdy's got to throw the football. He usually plays with a lead. He's handed it off. He's doing play action. Uh, there's some good ball hawks in the Phillies defense. Uh, I think the Eagles, not quite what they did to the Giants last week because the Niners do have a good defense. Uh, but, yeah, I think, I think the Eagles can come out here and really uh, – have full command of this game from start to finish. I think the Eagles win it, win it very close. Comes down to the wire. And uh, now turning to the AFC, I think the winner today will be the Kansas City Chiefs in overtime. We're going to have our first oh, new, oh, the, the new rule, the new overtime game. Yeah. Uh, uh, game. And I'm going to even say that it goes to a second quarter of overtime. Remember, folks, in the playoffs, you have to have a winner. You can't have a tie. You start a new game. I think this will be one in the second quarter of overtime. I love it. I hope so. Uh, with these quarterbacks, let them play as, as much as they can. Uh, I'm going to go with Cincinnati. Uh, I'll say 27 20. Um, I think it'll be lower scoring than probably most people expect when you look at these quarterbacks and offenses. Burrow's never scored over 27 in a playoff game. His defense has never allowed more than 24. And if you go and you look, Andy Reid, uh, outdoors in the playoffs, his teams actually don't score a ton of points. So I think this is going to be more of kind of a defensive struggle in this one. I'll say uh, 27-20 Cincinnati. Um, this show is called what? Teeing it up, or Sunday Sprint. Well, yeah, Teeing it up presents Sunday Sprint. So what does that mean? We have to have a golf connection, of course. Oh, okay. <laughs> Justin Thomas, born in the Louisville area. Um, he's a big... Um, he's, he's a big... Uh, 
well, he's much bigger Bama than he is uh, NFL, but he enjoys watching NFL. He is a Bengals fan. I uh, went to the Bengals-Steelers game every year as a kid growing up because of uh, he had some family in the Pittsburgh area. He was asked by the media, are you a fan of the um, uh, move to the Saturday finish of the Farmers Insurance Open so that you can watch football on Sunday and you don't have to worry about anything? Quote, it was incredible. I got to watch football on Sunday. I was ecstatic about it. Even so much so that I pushed the tour that we do it during the entire playoffs because I love football and I love watching football, close quote. I love that. <laughs> the words of Justin Thomas. My new favorite golfer. I've always said celebrities, even golfers, when people are big sports fans, they become more relatable to me and I like them even more. So I love that. He's my new favorite golfer. Um, so there you go. Um, we, we, we have somebody who's now we have now for the game that I was called during, I now have to remind you when he's in the lead or close to the lead. <laughs> there you go. Um, so we're looking, I'm looking at an Eagles Chiefs Super Bowl. You're looking at a Bengals. Bengals, Eagles. Eagles. Right. And I'll say, I'll say real quick, look, the Chiefs fifth straight conference championship. If you lose today. Five straight appearances and only one Super Bowl? We don't talk enough about that. This is almost like Peyton Manning, uh, you know, unable to get past the Patriots and, and get some Super Bowl victories. Mahomes is great, but if you lose today, five straight conference championships, I think all five at home too, right? And you only go to one yeah. Super Bowl? Uh, you, you, it's the Chiefs, even with the bangs of Mahomes, you got to win today. Enjoy it, Luke. Thank you for doing this. Uh, my pleasure as always. Enjoy your football Sunday, everybody.